We are back for another Sidedraft podcast. Unfortunately, Big Moose is not able to be here for today's show, uh, but we do have his fantasy lineup and the matchups as well. So we're going to go through that. This is going to be a shorter podcast today. Going to recap the Talladega race, give some thoughts on that real quick, but looking ahead to the Roval, who I think is going to win. Round of 12, the final race of the round. We're going on to the round of eight. Who is going to get eliminated? Who is going to make it? We'll dive through the standings as well. So with that, let's get started. Uh, so Talladega, I think we'll start with this. A really good race, I think. A- again, we-, we get into this question mark of, well, you know, um, we love the Rex. I think everybody loves the Rex, but everybody's going for it. And I think Big Moose, he joined the sports drive a little bit over the course of last, or uh, earlier this week, rather, to recap that race a little bit and said, it's not like guys weren't as aggressive, but some people were okay with just, just a decent finish. The stages were absolutely phenomenal. I, I thought the racing was very good. It was intense. And they show you how good of drivers these guys are. Again, uh, you know, the spotters obviously have a huge role to play. Decision-making with pitting or not pitting. And the fact that there wasn't a big accident, but the racing was still intense, at least to my eyes, I, I thought it was a great race. And I think NASCAR, maybe NASCAR needed a race like this. Because, you know, previously we've seen the huge wrecks and everybody loses it and it's like, ah, you know, this is, this is a joke and everything. This is what the sport's capable of if you don't have the tomfoolery that goes on. It's hard racing, good hard racing. You're not wrecking anybody on purpose. You're not getting angry or irritated. You know, everybody's sending it, but you find a way to still not wreck in the end. I thought that was great. I thought it was a very good product on Sunday. Chase Elliott ends up getting the win, locking himself into the round of eight, which is a big win for him. And we'll dive into the points here in just a moment. But that penalty that William Byron had is turning out to be quite pivotal here. As he finds himself in a position where he has to... He's able to point his way in, but but there's a, a chance that he also has to win. He is 11 points out of the 8th spot. Austin Sindrick is ahead of him in ninth. So, guys who are out right now, we'll look at the standings, are Austin Sindrick at 9, William Byron at 10, Christopher Bell at 11, and Alex Bowman. Unfortunately for Alex Bowman, he's been dealing with the concussions. And again, this is another topic of conversation that's coming up. This is the second driver now who's had concussion issues. Kurt Busch, of course, been done for the year for some time now. Had to give up a playoff spot. Alex Bowman is not going to race in, at the Roval either. As a result, he is going to be eliminated from the playoffs. So, a back-to-back races, Bowman will not be in, which is really a bummer because, you know, safety of the cars has been a concern. And that's another thing that Big Moose mentioned on the sports drive earlier this week was the safety of the cars. I think drivers were a little hesitant to really push the buttons at Talladega. I think that's a fair point. You know, everybody seems to be going through some stuff. Uh, Kevin Harvick had to do red light therapy. So again, it's not like it's just the guys who are having concussions. I mean, there's multiple drivers who are having bu- having bruises and having to do red light therapy and all the other things to make sure that their body is as good to go as possible come the next race. And that, that's not that, that's a little concerning. You know, you need it to be as safe as possible. And yet, some things happen, but not concussions. I mean, this is where we're really getting into uh, the seat's not quite as secure maybe as it was with the prior cars. So Alec, Alex Bowman is out. So it comes down to three drivers. Christopher Bell is 33 points outside the cut line. Virtually impossible for him to make it outside of a win. So he has to win. The good thing for Christopher Bell is that 
he tends to be one of the better road course drivers in the circuit. Where are they going? A road course. So I think this is really, really cool for Christopher Bell. This is the best opportunity he may have to win a race. Now, William Byron obviously may have to win the race. Austin Cindric, he is tied even with points for Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe's got the tiebreaker as of now. And I forgive me, I, I don't quite remember exactly what the tiebreaker is. But looking at some drivers who are safe for sure, uh, Chase Elliott obviously is safe. He's locked his way in. Ryan Blaney is 32 points above the cut line. You would think that he, in all likelihood, is good to go. Ross Chastain is 28 points above the cut line. In all likelihood, he is fine. Denny Hamlin, this is where we start getting into the maybes. Denny Hamlin has said, look, I just want a good day. Maybe I get some stage points and I get out of there. And I'm going to get to that in a minute in terms of previewing from the, the Roval and, and some of the strategy that may happen here. So Denny's 21 points up. He's like, look, I don't, don't blow up. Don't damage the car. That's the goal. Joey Logano, 18 points above the cut line. And Kyle Larson, 18 points above the cut line. Same thing probably there, too. You don't want to push things too far. You don't want to get into an accident because if you do get in an incident, who knows how the points are going to shake up. With two guys outside the cut line who are not in must-win situations, they can also point their way in in Austin Sendrick and William Byron. Daniel Suarez is 12 points above the cut line, and Chase Briscoe, as I said, is tied with Austin Sendrick, but he gets the tiebreaker. He has zero points above the cut line. So only a couple of drivers are really safe here going into the final week. And Christopher Bell could win a race and steal it. So you could have all three of these guys potentially who are outside of the cut line get in. And we're, we're, we're going to see some fun racing over the course of the weekend. And again, I think this is really, really fun that we're going to the Roval. Round of eight coming up. I'll give my prediction at the end of the podcast as to who I think is going to make it, who is going to be out. But this is a strategy point coming into this race, I think, that, that, that may be addressed. Because we saw it a little bit with Talladega is that stage points ended up being a relatively big thing. You know, you want those stage points as a playoff driver. You want to give yourself those bonus points and that extra security in this race. So you're looking at guys like Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott. It really doesn't matter. I don't think, I mean, it maybe matters a little bit more for Ross Chastain, but Ryan Blaney can be in probably. I mean, he he has one good stage and Ryan Blaney's in. So Ryan Blaney will probably push good, push well for a stage, as will Ross Chastain. Chase Elliott is already locked in, as I said. But for the rest of these guys... Danny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Larson, Suarez, Briscoe, I mean, all, all of them, all the way down to William Byron. Stage points are crucial to helping you be, get locked in. I mean, if Denny Hamlin finishes top five in both stages, he may well have locked himself in regardless of where he finishes. If he wins a stage, he gets that extra playoff point. I mean, that's going to help. So, again, this is where the stage points really matter, and this is why I think the stages are very, very good because they provide... Yeah, there's no dead period really in the race. I, I to my to me, I mean there is probably in the Daytona 500 and these super speedway races, but even the the Talladega race, the same thing could be said for the Daytona elimination race at the end of the regular season. Stage points can be huge in whether you do or do not advance and make the playoffs, or do or do not advance in the playoffs. They're massive, and there's no dead periods in there because everybody's pushing to get those points. That's what we're going to see on Sunday, I think, which is interesting because. In other road course races this year, we've often seen, and I brought this up to Big Moose, we've often seen the strategy of track position is is king. Pit with two laps to go in the stage, three laps to go in the stage, come back around, you don't have to pit, and you don't get stage points, but you're going to be at the front of the field when, when you start the next stage. 
If you are Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, Suarez, Briscoe, Cindric, or Byron, you need those stage points. So we may see those guys stay out and not pit early for that track position. Now, again, maybe Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, and Larson lock their way in, but you're going to find, I think, a lot of playoff guys staying out to finish the stages because they need those bonus points. Because, look, again, you can play strategy all you want to be at the front of the field, but if you have no stage points and you get in an accident in the final stage and you finish 30th, you may be out if you're Joey Logano or Kyle Larson or Suarez. You know, you may not make it. Christopher Bell... I mean, maybe he can, if, if, if for some reason all the playoff guys are pitting for, for track position, Christopher Bell could stay out, win both stages. He gets 20 bonus points, plus two playoff points, if he were to win the stages. Again, that, that's best-case scenario. And he could technically point his way in. Technically. Could. Is it likely? I don't think so. But Christopher Bell could play that strategy where it's like, look, stage points don't matter at, at this juncture. They, they do not. Maybe he goes and he flexes his muscle. For a stage, and then after that, he comes in and pits early before going to the final stage. Uh, the, the strategy calls are going to be absolutely incredible to follow over the course of the weekend and, and the race on Sunday. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be very, very fun. And again, this is the first time that we've gone to the Roval in the next-gen car. I believe they did some testing there. So the, the teams maybe have a little bit better idea on how things exactly are going to go. But I, I, I think that th this is going to be such a good race. Strategy-wise, on the track-wise, I mean, each stage is going to be broken up into its own race, essentially. I mean, you're, you're busting your butt to get as many stage points as you possibly can if you're any of these stage, or if you're any of these playoff drivers outside of really Chase Elliott and maybe Ryan Blaney and Ross Chastain and Christopher Bell if he's in a spot where he has to win, which I think he is. So all, all the others are, are going to be vying for those spots because they need those points. I think it's going to be so much fun to follow this race on Sunday. Uh, some other top headlines and news. A.J. Allmendinger was announced by colleague that A.J. will be a second full-time driver in the Cup Series next year. He returns to, to, to Cup full-time. He'll be driving the 16 car for colleague. They will have two Cup cars, Justin Haley in the 31, A.J. Allmendinger in the 16. So that opens up a spot for the 16 car in the Xfinity Series. Well, Chandler Smith, who won the Snowball Derby last year right here in Pensacola, is going to be the guy that fills that void. So he's moving up from the Truck Series to the Xfinity Series. And they're in a really good spot here. Colligar, I think, to, to compete. Because if you look at A.J. Allmendinger, his expertise is road courses. There's five road courses on the schedule next year. There's also... Five super speedway races if you want to throw Atlanta in there and count that. Five races. I mean, A.J. Allmendinger is going to have plenty of opportunities to win races. Not that he can at ovals, but you look at the expertise of him is the road courses. There's five of those in the super speedways. Anybody can win. There's ten. And I think this year he showed that he's capable of, in the right equipment, to challenge at regular old ovals. <laughs> I think that this is awesome for colleague. It's awesome for A.J. And Big Moose and I had talked about that previously on the podcast. Some Moostradamus here. I'd like to give a shout-out to Big Moose for that. Because he thought A.J. Allmendinger may be a guy to watch in terms of returning to the Cup Series. And turns out A.J. is going to. Also, a really heavy-handed penalty brought down. Level 2 penalties given to Kevin Harvick and the 4-team. The really interesting aspect of this is, and I think every car goes through inspection after the race is done, this was not found 
during post-race inspection. This was done after Kevin Harvick and I don't remember the other guy, the, the, the other driver whose cars were brought to the R&D center. But the infraction falls under the heading of Section 14.1 Vehicle Assembly and 14.5 Body, resulted in a 100-point penalty for both driver Kevin Harvick and the number 4 SHR team in their respective Cup Series point standings. Additionally, Rodney Childress was fined 100 grand and suspended from the next four Cup Series events. Uh, Kevin Harvick, not too pleased with it, had some thoughts on social media. Uh, but he was one of two cars taken back to the R&D Center, along with Martin Truex Jr. in his car. He had no issues. Kevin Harvick did. And it was an unapproved modification of a single-source part. Big news. That is going to obviously impact the checkbook, but um, also the issue of... Um, you know, what was it, how, how was this penalty brought up? And Steve Phelps has reiterated, there's nothing against Stuart Haas Racing and Kevin Harvick and the four team, but I find it interesting that it wasn't, nothing was found in post-race inspection. You take it to the R&D center and then a penalty is given. I, I just find it, again, we're not going after NASCAR or anything like that, but it's a little interesting, a little sketchy, the way that all of this has kind of gone down. And for better or for worse, I mean, th this is something that NASCAR has been relatively consistent with, I think. There's times where, the, you know, they, they lay the hammer down. Other times they don't necessarily do that. But they're, one thing that happened at the beginning of the year was just this announcement of the penalties being stricter. And I, I think that that's fine. But I, I find it a little interesting that they didn't find anything wrong after the race was done, and then they take it to the R&D Center, and then, then they found something. It, it doesn't make much much sense. I, I don't quite follow that uh, as as clear as other races where I believe cars hadn't been taken to the R&D Center and had been found to have those issues. So that that was very interesting to me. But th those are two of the big headlines in regards to NASCAR and the Cup Series and everything like that. Colleague adding a second full-time car. A.J. Allmendinger will be the driver of that. Chandler Smith moves it from KBM to a Colleague in the Xfinity Series. will be driving the 16 car. And, yeah, there we go. So, some interesting news there. But getting back to the Roval. Um, okay, fantasy stuff. Last week, Jeremy won. Big congratulations to Jeremy. Played, uh, he picked all playoff drivers. Good for him. I ended up running pretty well. Big Moose struggled. He finished last. 148 total points for him. And looking at his lineup, he really got uh, hosed by Brad. Keselowski having the penalty, as did I, actually. I mean, I had Brad in there, and he had that penalty, the speeding penalty late. That really set him off, and he was never able to recover. Also, Big Moose had Joey Logano. He didn't step up at the end. Had Noah Gregson as well, and Noah didn't have the greatest finish to the race. H had performed well in the stages, but didn't quite get the better finish in the end. Jeremy having Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Christopher Bell, and Joey Logano. I mean, Joey didn't have that great of a race. Christopher Bell didn't necessarily either, but... I mean, obviously, Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney, the bulk of the points having won stages and finishing in the top two. So, Jeremy gets the win. The league standings right now are myself still in first, 213 points above Bowtie. Bowtie is four points above Jeremy, and Big Moose is um, 67 points back, or 69 points back, rather, of Jeremy 
in third place. So a big, big moose last. He needs to have a couple of good weeks, really good weeks, in order for him to come back and win the championship. So that, that's how things look there. We're going to go through the rosters. Big Moose sent me his, so I'll, I'll read his off in a minute. I've got Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe, Daniel Suarez, and Christopher Bell. I've only got two usages left of Kyle Larson, so I am concerned. I, I am, I am, uh, I didn't think I had that low uh, amount of usages left. I thought I had three, but I do not. So I've got Christopher Bell as my garage. Hopefully, I don't have to use him. I'd like to use Chase Briscoe and Daniel Suarez because Chase, I've got five left. Daniel Suarez, I've got four left. I do think that these are big races. Daniel Suarez has got to have a good race. I think he's going to get stage points. I think he has obviously been good at road courses. I think he'll have a good run. Chase Briscoe, good at road courses. I think he'll have a good race. Tyler Reddick has won. I think he'll be in contention to win this one, even though he's not a playoff driver. Denny Hamlin has been typically good. Chase Elliott, of course, has been very good at the Roval. The matchups are Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. I'm taking Chase in that one. Christopher Bell and William Byron. I'm taking Christopher Bell. Austin Cindric and Chase Briscoe. I'm taking Chase Briscoe. Daniel Suarez and Joey Logano. I am taking Daniel Suarez to win the matchups this week. Uh, Big Moose, here is his lineup for... The race this weekend. In his lineup, he's got Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin, and Tyler Reddick, and his garage driver's Christopher Bell. See, Big Moose is sitting pretty. If he were closer, like if he were second in the standings, I'd be a little bit worried about Big Moose because he's got five usages left of Chase Elliott. He can run him the rest of the season in every single race because there's only five races left. Ryan Blaney, he's got three usages left. Ross Chastain, three. Denny Hamlin, three. Tyler Reddick, four. Christopher Bell, three. So him and I are sitting the same on Denny Hamlin and Christopher Bell. Ryan Blaney, I've also got three usages left. I'm not playing him here, so I think we're going to be in a good spot there. Um, but, you know, I think Big Moose and I are kind of along the same lines. I as well obviously refuse to put in Ross Chastain. He has Ross in there and Ryan Blaney. Those are the only differences in our lineups as I've got Chase Briscoe and Daniel Suarez. So not, you know, you know not, not the exact same, which is I think is a, a good thing. As far as the matchups, though, <laughs> relatively similar. He's got Chase Elliott over Kyle Larson. He's got Christopher Bell over William Byron. He's also got Chase Briscoe over Austin Cindric. Here's what we changed, though. He's got Joey Logano over Daniel Suarez. So we'll have to see how things shake out, but those are our fantasy lineup selections right there. Now, getting to the race itself, I think that Look, I picked Christopher Bell to finish in my top four. So technically, if I were to go off of my predictions, I would say Christopher Bell is going to win this race. I I don't feel like it's going to happen, though. Uh, to me, I really feel that Denny Hamlin is due a really good run. I don't think he wins, though. I think Chase Elliott is getting hot, and he's getting himself in the right position where he was earlier in the, the middle of the year where he was the hottest driver in NASCAR, I think, I think Chase Elliott wins this race. He's been close multiple times at road courses, hasn't quite got the job done, I'm, but I'm picking Chase to win the race this weekend at the Roval. He's done it before, he'll do it again. And here's the, the interesting thing, I wish I could have gotten Big Moose's eliminated drivers from this. So Chase Elliott wins, that, that, that doesn't mean too much, he's already locked himself in, but it also means that Christopher Bell is not going to make it into the round of eight. So I think Christopher Bell is getting eliminated. Obviously, Alex Bowman is getting eliminated. To me, I think Austin Sindrick gets eliminated. And, hmm, man, this is... 
Call me crazy. Uh, you, you can't even call me crazy. I think Chase Briscoe runs well. Man, this is really tough. I think William Byron is out. I think that penalty absolutely kills him from, from hitting Denny Hamlin under the yellow. And also, I should say this. So this is Thursday, October 6th. William Byron is appealing that penalty, by, by the way. Why he's allowed to do it two weeks after, I have no idea, but he is. If that penalty is flipped, then it would be Briscoe, Austin Cindric in those last two spots. Suarez would be on the bubble, and Byron, I think, would maybe even be up in, ahead of Kyle Larson. So that this could obviously change, but I'm saying Austin Cindric, William Byron, Christopher Bell, and Alex Bowman all are eliminated. I'm going to say it is a, it's as is right now. So that means Chase Elliott, Ryan, Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, Daniel Suarez, and Chase Briscoe all make it to the round of eight. But again, if that if that penalty is switched up here, if William Byron gets those points back, I think it was 25 points if I remember correctly, he'd be 14 points to the good. I think it, getting eliminated would be Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, William Byron. Uh, um, Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, Christopher Bell, and Alex Bowman. I think Byron would make it. That's if they give him back his points and the appeal is successful. I don't think it will be. I think that William Byron will be eliminated. And it kind of sucks because that's maybe the main reason. Because, again, these stage points are going to be so big. All these guys are going to push for it, so they're going to break even, relatively speaking. William Byron is already 11 points below the cut line, and it's two drivers he's technically below. As far as the cut line is concerned, I, I think William Byron's going to get eliminated, and it really comes down to that penalty. It's a bummer, but at the same time, he shouldn't have wrecked Denny Hamlin. shouldn't have spun him out under under green, period, or uh, under caution. So, it's a bummer, but that's how the that's how the cookie crumbles here at the end. So, that's what I think is going to happen. Christopher Bell, unfortunately, I've got two playoff drivers who aren't in the— or two of my championship four who are going to be eliminated if that happens. If Christopher Bell wins, that shakes things up a little bit, though. Bowman out. I think Byron will be out, Cindric will be out, and I'll take Briscoe to be out. I think Suarez is going to have a good race. I'm I'm confident, maybe more than I should be, but I think Daniel Suarez is going to have himself a really good race on Sunday. So there's that. I think Chase Elliott wins. We'll have to see how things go. Again, that's going to do it for the Side Draft Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, Big Moose and I will be able to dive into all of the Big Moose should be back. We'll be able to dive into all the craziness that was the round of 12 recap that a little bit recap the roval race look ahead to the round of eight and the big race ahead i believe they're at vegas for the first race of the round of eight which is a good race for uh one joey logano a good racetrack for one joey logano so that ought to be interesting to look at again alex bowman the previous winner from vegas so we'll look at the comparison of that now that we have another race in hand really at um Las Vegas and we know what they've done who's the favorite who's not we'll talk about all those things next week for another episode of the Side Draft Podcast catch you next week enjoy the race on Sunday